0: hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com.
1: You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters.
2: Fusion, truth.
1: And pursuing clarity.
2: Kevin no, no.
1: Some people don't know this, but did you know New York had an actual red wave on election night? And one of the new congressional representatives going to D.C. will join us and talk about how he beat the DCCC chair. We'll also speak with Miranda Devine from the New York Post. But we start with breaking news from the one and only John Solomon right here. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And uh, it is always a pleasure to speak with John Solomon, Who's uh, occasionally he'll come up for Oxygen. Uh, from from finding the uh, breaking stories and finding the uh, breaking news that's happening uh, every single minute of every single day. And occasionally he'll, he'll come up for oxygen and spend some time with us uh, here on the air. And, uh, John, it's always a pleasure to have you. But your crew at Just the News, and, of course, you are working so tirelessly all the time to, to stay on top of stuff. And you're, you're getting stories that nobody else gets, which I think is the real value of why I send people to Just the News all the time. But welcome back. Hope you have a, a, a great Thanksgiving later this week. What's going on today?
5: Well, it's there's a lot going on. Uh, let me start with one that uh, we're getting closer to the end of the year. People starting to think about their tax uh, taxes and the, using maybe one of those online tax services. Big warning sign. Uh, just a little bit ago, a new report came out conf- uh, saying that H&R Block and other tax preparation service softwares have been sending Americans sensitive financial information to Facebook. It's being scraped uh, through a tool called the Metapixel and uh, sharing this. So the, some of the products involved, HR Block, Tax Act, Tax Slayer, all of those have been identified in a report in The Verge. Uh, the companies say they're looking at this uh, and trying to find out what happened and trying to do a better job. They don't want to do it. It might've been an accidental disclosure, but it's another uh, reason to remember that in this big tech world, our privacy is always under threat. And uh, this story, I think, really highlights that a lot. Meanwhile, a lot of people talking about the new special prosecutor named to uh, take over. Yeah, the Yeah, what do we know about him? Very interesting guy, Jack Smith. Good question. So he had been in the uh, right for the last few years. He's been a very well-respected uh, war crimes prosecutor. That's hard work to do that sort of work, looking at war crimes across the world. But in an earlier stint at the Justice Department, Jack Smith was at the center of two controversies, both involving the pursuit of conservatives. Let me give you the first one. We all remember the IRS Lois Lerner scandal. That was the IRS uh, targeting conservative nonprofit groups without a basis. That's what the investigation ultimately concluded, Uh, sort of an enemies list that they went after. Well, a lot of people don't know this, the entire instigation point, the ignition point for that scandal is actually an email sent by Jack. Uh, At the time, he was the public integrity Um, chief. And uh, Jack Smith sends an email uh, saying, hey, I wonder if we can't invent a way to use conspiracy charges to go after uh, conservative tax groups. That email leads to a conversation. Conversation leads to a meeting at IRS. And before long, the IRS feels that they're being pressured by the Justice Department to go after these conservative groups. Now, that is a pretty remarkable set of circumstances. And here's the thing you have to keep in mind. No one was saying that there was any criminality going on with these groups. There was no complaint. There was no evidence. That's ultimately what that, the Pressuring John, General- I, I reported on it, on that. I yeah.
1: mean, I was doing talk radio during that time. That was the remarkable thing about what they were doing. These were all squeaky, squeaky clean groups. I mean, yeah. it was people like James Dobson and Focus on the Family who, like, you know, don't ever do anything wrong. So it's like, and that was why a lot of Americans
5: scratched their head and said, what, what's going on here? Well, now we know. We know that Jack Smith was at the instigation point of that. They were basically inventing a way to go after a crime that had not been reported or even existed, uh, sort of an activism in the Justice Department that I think a lot of people are concerned about. I talked to James Comer, the incoming chairman of House Oversight Committee, Jim Jordan, incoming chairman of House uh, Judiciary Committee, both said this is the wrong guy for the wrong job at the wrong time in American history. A lot of people concerned. Let me give you the second uh, act he was involved in. He oversaw the public integrity section of the Justice Department when it went after the uh, sitting Virginia governor, Bob McDonnell, a conservative. Uh, they charged him with bribery and public corruption. He gets convicted by a jury. He gets all the way up to the Supreme Court, and unanimously the Supreme Court concludes that the Justice Department overreached, misinterpreted or reinterpreted the statutes. Again, uh, activism to bring a case that should not have been brought a big rebuke, a big loss, a big black eye for the anti-corruption efforts of the Justice Department. Jack Smith is at the pursuit of both of those conservatives. And now he's going to be the man with his hand on the flight stick at the Justice Department's decision on whether to charge or not charge. Donald Trump in the January 6th and Mar-a-Lago controversies. Uh, that's what we know about Jack Smith.
1: Well, it's interesting that you you mention all of that because uh, Andy McCarthy was on the show yesterday, and he very clearly thinks that uh, Smith's appointment and all things related to it are are pure political theater. This is not a serious uh, step of investigation, and that anybody that even thinks that this is a, a picture of independence that they're joking and there may be he may have mishandled some things i mean mccarthy's not you know super uh clear on trump uh, skating on this but i do think that when you know these types of things in the context and you're going oh this is the best they got i mean when bar appointed durham th- that was a guy that had not been in the dc beltway noise for quite a while and he was a really good prosecutor from you know way out of town uh this doesn't look to be anything close to that
5: You know, I listen, at the end of the day, uh, we have this ongoing evidence that the Justice Department has been used, been weaponized to go after political enemies, predominantly conservatives under a democratic regime. It started with Russia collusion. A lot of people argue it started even before Jack Smith got to public integrity uh, when they went after Senator Ted Stevens, a Republican senator. That case, of course, gets thrown out people learned that it was based on the law prosecutorial misconduct, but uh, a decade of constant growing concerns that this Justice Department is politicized, making decisions on politics, uh, stretching the law, and, and now a new guy comes in to take on probably one of the most sensitive cases uh, that you could ever have, a, a possible criminal investigation of a, a former president. And he has the sort of mentality that a lot of people have repudiated over the last a few uh, years. And I think that that's what gives us so much pause, so much concern. When you talk to Chairman Mike Jordan and Comer and others, they see that. And you know, Andy McCarthy is a very serious prosecutor. He believes the Justice Department does good work most of the time. For him to see that really is a, an important voice uh, of reason to be shouting out. And I'll mention one thing. When he mentions that politics was involved, just remember one of the first statements that merrick garland made as why he was appointed hey donald trump's running for president i'm taking this to a special prosecutor he himself acknowledged that politics was at the genesis point of why he was naming a special prosecutor i think that's why andrew mccarthy's on such solid ground
1: yeah well and the the thing about this is if if this was politics and this bothered him how is all the other stuff that (laughs) he's been carrying the water for not politics uh, and, and this is the this is what he feels uh, conflicted by. I mean, if you really thought that the that the president was committing, the former president had committed serious crimes, wouldn't it be your your oath of office, your duty to the country to see that through? I mean, I don't know, John, it, it just seems kind of goofy to me all the way around.
5: Yeah, listen, and then you have the con- converse thing where they're not naming a special prosecutor and allowing the Justice Department uh, under Joe Biden to continue to investigate. Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and that's been going on for four years without resolution. People say, well, all right, if you're doing it for Trump, why not Hunter Biden? A lot of head scratching going on, and I think a continuation for a lot of conservatives of the perception that uh, the Justice Department has two tiers, a two-tiered system, one for conservatives, uh, one one for liberals and elitists, and I think that's one of the things that we haven't resolved in this country. I suspect the new Congress is going to delve into that in a very big way.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, John Solomon, always appreciate your very, very good work at JustTheNews.com. Go check it out, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Kevin. Great to be with you. You got it. Kevin McCullough, this uh, Tuesday of Thanksgiving week uh, episode continues. Miranda Devine from the New York Post joins me next. Hi, Kevin McCullough. My pillow is having their biggest bedsheet sale ever. The MyPillow Pillow sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes now on sale. For example, the queen-size regular, only $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code, WMCA. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Pre-Cal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code WMCA to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code WMCA. That's 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798, and promo code. WMCA
0: Kevin Cottrell, we're talking with Dan Bottafigo of Bottafigo and Associates, and I know you personally as a Christian, a person of faith. Bottafigo and Associates won't settle for what's good for you and the firm. You're focused on serving the client.
2: We always settle cases which are based on what's best for the client. There are many lawyers out there who will settle a large personal injury case because they need to make payroll. But we <laughs> will not do that. We will only settle a case if it's right for the client. And we're very sensitive to the needs of the client, and we understand that this is a one and only opportunity for them to make good on the injuries that they've sustained and to move forward with their lives. And so it's very important that they get the maximum amount that they are entitled to from this personal injury litigation, whether it be malpractice or product liability or just a routine car accident.
0: Call the offices of Butafuco & Associates at 800-669-4878 and have them evaluate your case. That's 800-669-4878, 800 now hurt 800 800- now hurt. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on wmca.com, tune in Alexa or odyssey.com. The following is a paid political announcement.
3: Hi, this is Frank Pallotta, Republican candidate for United States Congress here in New Jersey's 5th District. I'm not just running to return my district to Republican hands. I'm running to represent all of the people in my district, including seniors, veterans, small businesses, and everyone who longs for real bipartisan leadership. I've just launched a weekly radio talk show on AM570, The Mission, called Frankly Speaking. Our show will air Thursdays at 9 p.m., so please tune in. We'll be discussing the issues that are relevant and critically important to all of us here in the 5th District and across this great state of New Jersey. If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at frankfornj.com. That's njcom Frank, That's number 4 njcom where you can follow our campaign, catch up on the issues, and if you like what you see, please feel free to donate. If you have any questions, contact our office at 201-783-8801. Thank you. This is Frank Pallotta, and I approve this message.
6: Listen to Pray for the Nations every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. with Pastor David Hernquist of Van Ness Assembly of God in the Bronx. Jesus taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We believe that God's word for 2022 is to simply preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus to every people group in the earth. As we pray for the nations to hear about Jesus, we believe for a global awakening to our Savior. We invite you to listen to Pray for the Nations every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Van Nest Assembly of God is located at 755 Rhinelander Avenue in the Bronx between Holland and Wallace Avenues. VanNestAssembly.com provides more information about the continuing education classes with berean school of the bible through global university these courses are designed to help fulfill your calling as a church leader layperson or for your personal enrichment tune in to pray for the nations every sunday at 1 30 p.m van
2: if you are 65 or older you know this watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to ten years, and it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor, or get twenty-four-seven telehealth access from the comfort of your home.
0: Very worth looking
2: into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December seventh. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call eight three three SHARE fifty five. That's eight three three S H A R E fifty five. Eight three three SHARE fifty five. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: Kevin McCullough, thrilled to have you with us uh, even on this holiday week. Let me ask you this question. Did you know that Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen are in, in a back room somewhere in D.C. Uh, in the midst of a huge arm wrestling contest right now. Uh, I, I did not know about this, but if you read the New York Post, you, you found that out from Miranda Devine, who now joins us. Miranda, always appreciate how you take us behind the scenes on the stuff that you uh, write about, and you always get your facts straight. What is this tug-of-war that these two are engaged in and why are they fighting each other instead of helping to solve the problem for everyday little peon Americans working their hearts out like me?
7: That is a very good question Kevin and uh, it's one I can't answer about the why but I can tell you the what So you have these two immensely powerful people when it comes to the economy. You've got the Federal Reserve Chair, Jerome Powell, uh, supposedly independent, and Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. And uh, they are supposed to be tackling inflation because, of course, runaway inflation, as we have now, is utterly disastrous, uh, if you Let it continue. And so what Jerome Powell has been doing is a traditional thing that central bankers have done all around the world. And that is they hike interest rates in an attempt to stop inflation, uh, get it under control. And that may mean that you send the economy into a short, sharp recession. Um, I mean, it's a terrible thing, but it, the thinking is that it's better than allowing inflation to continue unchecked. Um, you know, we're already, I mean, we were at seven, over 7%, now we're at 66 but I mean, it's way too high. It should be that the central bankers try to keep it around 2%. Um, and meanwhile, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen aided and abetted by a new crew of progressives who have been installed in the last year into the Federal Reserve Board, including a woman called Lale Brainard, who is a, a a total climate, you know, obsessive. Uh, they are what you call doves when it comes to uh, checking inflation. They don't want to raise interest rates. They want to keep the market, the stock market, artificially pumped up. Um, And so they are acting against Jerome Powell. And so, you know, Janet Yellen pumps the market. Uh, Various Reserve Bank board members are saying, uh, backgrounding the media and saying, oh, no, we're not going to have, you know, terrible interest rate hikes in the future. Um, Jerome Powell publicly, he couldn't be clearer. Yes, the interest rates are going to keep on going while inflation keeps on going. He's already hiked uh, the, the rate up four times, most recently at the beginning of this month. He says that he's going to continue doing it until inflation is under control. Uh, He couldn't be clearer. And yet behind the scenes, uh, his adversaries here, he shouldn't be having adversaries, but he does, internal adversaries are running around telling the media, no, don't worry, the interest rates rises, are going to stop, they're going to slow. That artificially raises the market again, there's a market rally, then he's... Obliged to raise interest rates again. It is a terrible roller coaster ride. It's a terrible Power struggle that's going on and it only worsens the crisis to come and what i'm told is that the reason uh, The doves um, are doing this is to aid the biden administration initially it was to To ensure that the stock market did not crash before the midterms But now i'm told they think that they may be able to continue limping along For another year or two, maybe even past the 2024 election. I mean, I don't know that that's even possible, but, uh, you know, the people I speak to who are very well versed on the economy, on the internal machinations at the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, they all basically say that a crisis is coming uh, and that this is just making it worse.
1: So, That's that's one of the strategies to uh, deal with this. What what is the what is what is what do the Republicans want to do if if they were in charge? What what would they be doing? Would they be uh, telling the Fed to hike the rates and to get it under control?
7: Well, you're not really meant to tell the Fed what to do at all. I mean, arguably, it's meant to be independent. It's the Treasury uh, that the the administration has more control over. uh, you know because they uh, I mean, I guess Joe Biden has control over the Federal Reserve because he decides who to appoint to to chair it, and Jerome Powell he um, reappointed for another four year term last year but but ostensibly and traditionally the Federal Reserve is supposed to be somewhat independent. Um, and I, I think that you you certainly wouldn't be having this problem where you've got progressives, um, stacking the Reserve uh, Board, who are more interested in
1: climate change. You know, the right. they don't care about—they has- don't care about how much money's in my pocket. They want to get their agenda done.
7: Yeah. And the reserve is supposed to be about keeping the economy healthy, keeping inflation down, keeping unemployment uh, down, you know, employment up. Um, It's not meant to be having all these extra bits and pieces thrown in social justice and, you know, equity and climate change, you know, which is economy destroying. Uh, But that's um, what this group.
1: That's what this group has done yeah. though since Obama's days, right? So Obama yeah. treated the military as like his own little social construct, uh, experimental uh, environment. Then he and he tried all the transgenderism and and all that stuff in the military back during his term. And then we've seen Biden; he's co-opted uh, his his people are co-opting the Fed, they're co-opting energy. They they certainly don't want uh, people paying less to keep their houses warm this winter. And at the end of the day, it's as though the American is on the other side of the glass, the very cold side of the glass, looking in with his nose pressed up against and going, hey, I thought you were supposed to be helping us. There's there's nothing about their policy that seemed to make sense on an average, everyday, you know, middle class paying level.
7: No. And, and that is because their ideologues and zealots, they're really, uh, it's just about claiming power and they're doing that by hijacking and perverting uh, our institutions and you know that includes the Federal Reserve Uh, that includes you know has been for a long time the long march through the institutions the universities Um, and so there's really no aspect of our lives that now has not been hijacked by these malign forces and really what they're doing you saw it during the pandemic Um, They use the World Health Organization, the CDC. Uh, It's a global um, movement. Uh, They're using these excuses, uh, sort of leveraging fear in the public and trust and gullibility, I guess, of all of us, because we've grown up thinking that we could trust certain institutions, Um, the Department of Justice, the FBI, you name it. There yeah. is nothing that we have trusted in the past that has not been perverted and um, and hollowed out and taken over, hijacked. Uh, these are parasites. And it's all about power and control. And it's the mark of every authoritarian movement. And unfortunately, I think we're deep into it. And at least, you know, America is, I think, the one country in the world that has the ability to fight back. Uh, you know, in large part because of the the, the nature of the American people, uh, the courage and the sort of rebelliousness that's innate, um, but also the Constitution, which preserves fundamental rights like the yeah. right to free speech and the right to bear arms. For as such. long
1: as we can protect that Constitution and for as long as we can keep those rights, uh, that is the concern. It was the concern of. Uh, ben franklin in the original era it's our concern today if we can keep her america is still a great uh, nation miranda devine always you need to be reading her stuff in the new york post we appreciate your time thank you so much thanks so much great to talk to you Kevin Kevin mccullough coming right back
8: hi i'm al abaroa founder of Knight strategic wealth inflation is a problem markets are volatile and the risk of running out of money in retirement is real that's why i love annuities and you should too your financial advisor doesn't want you to know that with our annuity strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market link return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your annuity won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and you should only invest if you learn the facts. And that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500. And we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to use safe, low-fee annuities to build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. My brother-in-law died suddenly.
9: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to Selectquote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save.
6: Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then WMCA's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Carney christian academy you can see the full list of participating schools at wmca.com wmca is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign for more information on how you can send your children to a christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program go to wmca.com or call rachel at 212-857-9630 that's 212-857-9630
4: confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051
2: you're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: Well, I mentioned that just because the mainstream press wrings its hands and Looks at its feet and says, "Oh shucks," and and they talk about uh, how how Joe Biden, you know, won won in a historic midterm election on election night. Not not to believe them. It's all it's all a bunch of a bunch of garbage, and it's nowhere more garbage than in New York State, where uh, we'll be seated in just a matter of weeks. A brand new Congress uh, and congressional delegation that will number eleven out of twenty six seats from New York State as. Republican. One of those flipping uh, a seat is Mike Lawler, who joins us now. His first time to be with us since his big election night win, where he defeated the D Triple C Chair, Mike. We talked to you. I think it was uh, either election day or the day before, and you were feeling good about the race. But how do you describe what happened in New York State on election night, especially since the media is trying to tell everybody that
10: it was, you know, no big deal? Well, we certainly had a red wave here in New York. Uh, flipping four congressional seats uh, in my race, obviously defeating the chair of the D triple C. As you mentioned, we're going to be sending 11 Republicans down to uh, Washington DC come January, which is the highest number of Republicans from New York in over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, we flipped multiple state legislative seats uh, and, you know, Lee Zeldin ran uh, better than any Republican since George Pataki. So, You know, it was certainly, across New York, a very good night. Um, And, you know, there were a number of factors that played into it. Obviously, redistricting and getting a fair set of maps uh, from the courts uh, certainly played a factor, uh, coupled, of course, with the fact that Democrats controlled everything in Washington, Albany, and New York City for the first time ever, and they created a mess. And I think voters really wanted to send a message here in New York uh, that they were fed up with one-party rule, that they wanted to restore balance and common sense, uh, and I think they delivered on that message uh, on Election Day. I,
1: I I continue to think that Ron DeSantis was the reason Lee Zeldin lost the race um, because of all of the uh, outbound migration that New York has lost over the last few years, and, and if had had a couple of more million (laughs) new yorkers that were of common sense to vote i think he may have been governor but uh you you really can't uh blame him for effort i mean he 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 got out there and bled for you guys and i think he pulled a lot of you over the over the finish line
10: well there's no question you know new york has led the nation in out migration over the last decade plus and A lot of those folks are, you know, Republicans and independents and people who are very frustrated by what was going on in New York state and the cost of living. And they've moved to states like Florida and North Carolina and South Carolina. And I I said to uh, many of my new colleagues uh, while I was down in D.C. last week that, you know, they can thank New Yorkers for uh, such solid performances in their states because uh, (laughs) a lot of New Yorkers have moved there. But. There's no question Lee Zeldin did a great job. He worked tirelessly, fought for every vote. He visited every community. You know, he he was right on with the message when it came to the issues that people cared about, whether it was affordability or public safety or education. And I think Democrats in New York uh, would be well advised to to look at the results and and learn something from it. And I think if election night showed anything uh, across the country, really, Uh, it was, people want reasonableness. They, they, they're tired of kind of the extremists and they, and they really want people who are going to be focused on getting things done on their behalf. And I think that's why you saw such a big, uh, turnover in New York. You know, people, people are tired of the one party rule. Let's talk about that just for a second. Uh,
1: you're going to be part of that Congress that's sworn in in January, what does Mike Lawler set for his agenda in the first uh, 100 days of your congressional term?
10: Well, it's, it's no different than the, the issues that I ran on. I think the cost of living uh, is crushing families all across our country. Uh, obviously, the issues and concerns of public safety, we continue to see, uh, you know, violence break out in communities all across our, our country, uh, and especially here in New York. Uh, you know, our poorest southern border skyrocketing energy prices. We need to increase domestic production of energy uh, and education and making sure that parents, uh, not bureaucrats, uh, but parents have the ultimate say in their children's education. And, you know, those are the issues that I ran on. Those are the issues that are of priority to me. And and I'm going to focus heavily on uh, because at the end of the day, in a district like mine, that's a D plus three on the Cook PBI rating. Joe Biden won it by ten points. Um, I was the only uh, Republican to defeat a Democrat incumbent in a in a Biden plus ten district. Um, and there were only a handful of us that that flip seats that actually defeated an incumbent. Um, yeah. You know, you have you have to you have to get results. Uh, for your district. And that's that's
1: going to be my focus. That's great. Uh, Mike Lawler, congratulations once again. We'll be in touch with you as the uh, legislative agenda gets set. But uh, thanks for being here.
10: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on,
1: Kevin. You got it. All right. Kevin McCullough, more straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Hi, Kevin McCullough. If you could save money on your mortgage payment and put more money into your pocket, wouldn't that make sense? Now is the perfect time to call my very good friends, Mike and Brian at Fellowship Home Loans. Home values are up. The housing market is strong. Interest rates are low, and they're going to stay low. Talk to Mike and Brian about ways you could possibly eliminate PMI, private mortgage insurance, consolidate debt, take cash out for home improvements, and save on your taxes. As a direct lender, you deal directly with the decision makers who will save you the money and guide you every step of the way. And with outstanding customer service reviews and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you will be amazed by how well you are treated and how simple they make this very complicated process. Call Mike Rakeman and Brian Sheely at Fellowship Home Loans and lock in your low rate today. 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-SAVE. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Licensed Mortgage Banker, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 60134.
11: My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait.
1: I was short of
8: breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told
7: their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor.
9: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
2: Political agendas are on the line, loud and strong. Escape election noise by listening to us. We bring teaching that doesn't get ugly. Teachers more concerned about serving God than catering to polls, more into living the life and pointing to truth instead of their own partisan agendas. Listen to the mission and replace the inevitable noise with tested and trusted truth. AM 570, The Mission.
0: AM 570 and 102.3 FM. The mission WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in. I Heart Alexa or odyssey.com.
11: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous, but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience. I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, over and out of touch at Harry's. Our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to Harry's.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy.
9: If you owe the IRS ten thousand or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say.
6: Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars. that I would have been paying for many years to come.
9: Tax Alliance is rated A plus with a better business bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800 987 1054.
0: 800 987 1054. That's 800 987 1054. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio,
2: coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio.
1: Okay, I've said in the past that, well, I've made the observation and in the school board fights, you've seen this, and this is another area where I think we had a red wave that nobody talked about except me. Uh, we, we flipped 50 of the most progressive school boards in the country on election night, uh, and that's going to have direct impact on hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of students. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad of that. I think we need to because I don't know if you've noticed, but in the whole discussion of the the transgender transitioning Uh, all, you know, what's going on in the schools that there has been on the other side of where people of common sense sit on the other side, their opponents, they get angry. They will brutalize you. They will try to, um, uh, fight you. If you say that some of this stuff isn't, isn't healthy and should not be around kids, and the, and the thing that blows my mind is some of the stuff that they want to do around children just a decade or so ago, we used to arrest people for. You wouldn't have people doing obscene dances in, uh, you know, little schools where kids were at and and being able to get away with it and going, oh. And it's not just that they want to do that. It's that they continue to want to push the envelope, including putting a lot of graphic content into your kids' schools. And there's there's a hardcore push for this. Uh, Nicholas Chamberas has written about this at Newsmax, and he joins me. Nicholas, great to have you. Thanks for being here. Um, how bad is this fight that parents are facing on graphic content in their kids' schools right now?
12: Hi, Kevin. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a huge fight. And um, I, as you know, I, I, I looked into this um, a few months ago. I, I saw this massive rally at in dearborn michigan and you saw hundreds of very angry parents and you know that then I, I looked on twitter and i saw some so at the time i thought there was some crazy claims about what the parents were protesting i said oh this is um sensationalistic clickbait can't be possible um and then i i read about what happened at dearborn and basically um hundreds of christians muslims atheists, agnostic parents descended on the school board because they discovered that pornographic material was included in their children's libraries, that uh, questionable, sexually explicit curriculum was being introduced to eight-year-olds, and the school boards were fine with this. And the more you looked into this, um, it wasn't an isolated incident. Uh, Sadly, apparently, there's a very well-organized, well-funded movement to normalize child pornography and even introduce it into into (laughs) elementary school curriculum. And, um, you know, again, I I was hoping that this was sensationalistic, but um, the more I looked into it, um, I I looked at a school district in Texas um, where parents were savaged for opposing a book called Lawn Boy. Now, (laughs) Lawn Boy... It sounds like a harmless book, uh, fairly innocuous. How how bad could a book called Lawn Boy be? Um, especially when you're giving it to eight-year-olds and six-year-olds. Um, you you actually look up this book, and by the way, um, it has been endorsed by so-called by certain so-called education advocates.
2: Oh my God!
12: So th- this wasn't an accident. Um, this book. <laughs> encourages and graphically depicts um, a sex act between two little kids. And um, even though I'm an adult, I, I'm way too embarrassed uh, to give any details about this. I, I encourage your listeners to do their own independent research about this book and make up their minds if it has any any room in, in our schools, if it yeah. should be in our schools.
1: What, what happened with uh, with New York City? Because I know Vicky Palladino was um, involved in something.
12: This is evidence that parents are fighting back. Um, they are aligning with community activists and local elected officials. And Vicky Palladino absolutely, Councilwoman Vicky Palladino absolutely has to be given credit um, for braving the mob on this. You know, New York City, we have some of the poorest students in the country. Um there's obviously an no argument about how our money is being spent and where it's going, but when so many students in our system can't afford books, they can't afford backpacks, for, for a variety of reasons. Admittedly, um, a lot of them are food insecure. We're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on drag queen story hour. That's ridiculous. And to her credit, Councilwoman Talusan said enough of the insanity. Yeah. And immediately, you know, the usual suspects. They gathered, they tried to make this about gay rights. Uh, opposing uh, pornographic curriculum to little kids has absolutely nothing to do with gay rights. And it is really insulting to the gay community, to gay activists. You know, somebody explain to me, what did the Stonewall Riots have to do with, you know, um, teaching third graders about sex acts? Nothing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just awful.
1: Well, I, I think that the the test for that is uh, ask um, heterosexual parents if you want teachers teaching their kids about heterosexual sex acts at the same age. And of course, exactly. the answer is going to be no, they're not emotionally mature enough for it. But the challenge here, Nick, and, and this is really the this is the bottom line for them. If they can't begin the brainwashing and the desensitization early, in other words, Get before before parents construct a worldview and a conscience within the backbone of that child, you got to get to them so that they don't have their their thinking set in certain ways. Then they'll then they're afraid they're not going to be able to to break through, and they probably won't. Because there's a reason why families have worldview. There's a reason why families observe the religions that they do, go to the churches that they do, uh, observe their family traditions that they do, because they want to see the life that they have lived passed down to their children. And in most cases, using you know the, the idea of a, of, a, of a standard kind of starting point, that's going to be good for the child. If the parents are wholly invested in the welfare of the child, uh, then that's going to be good for them to pass down their worldview and their, and their, you know, what they think and, and so forth. And, and what these groups want to do is, def- you know, beat them to the punch and say, no, you can't teach them about right and wrong from your perspective because we don't like your perspective of right and wrong.
12: Exactly. And the scary thing is that in the last decade, um, this movement has been more effective than even critical race theory uh, advocates. Have been. I know,
1: I know. That's why those school boards went. That's why those 50 school boards got flipped uh, on election night, because parents in, in very blue places like San Francisco through through the transgender pushing porno, pushing weirdos off the school boards because they're said we, we're, we're not. <laughs> it's what we want for our kids. Hey, Nicholas Chambaras, uh, read him at Newsmax.com. Thank you for being with us today. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Final thoughts straight ahead. Hi, Kevin McCullough. If you got lower back pain, neck pain, upper back pain, even sciatica, maybe completely debilitated from walking due to the amounts of pain in your back then you need to talk to my great friend, Dr. Melinda Keller. As the director of the Brooklyn Spine Center, she specializes in that non-surgical spinal decompression. And what I love about Dr. Keller is that she's committed to eradicating the pain, not with scary injections or surgery, but she wants to make sure your spine is healthy. She gives you a complete diagnosis. And if you have a bulging disc, spinal stenosis, sciatica, or herniated disc, she is going to point you in an all-natural direction first that will not cut on your body or put shots into your system. Find out for yourself because she's going to help you alleviate that pain and doing things like walk freely again and playing with your kids or grandkids. So call Dr. Keller now, 718-234-6200. That's 718-234-6200. And let Dr. Keller and the Brooklyn Spine Center help you today. That's 718-234-6200 or brooklynspinecenter.com.
9: Hey, let me ask you something. Would you seat your 3-year-old child on a windowsill? Would you seat them beside a lit fireplace or by the deep end of a pool? One last question. Would you seat your child in a car seat that's not correct for them? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Secure their future. Seat them in the correct car seat. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic
6: Safety Committee. When you need legal assistance, call Dan Buttafuoco and Associates. They'll show you care and compassion. 1-800-NOW-HURT. That's 1-800-NOW-HURT. The WMCA November Ministry of the Month. Insight
0: for Living with Chuck Swindoll. He is the potter and we are the clay. Listen weekday mornings at 8, evenings at 5.
10: He is at work on our lump of clay, changing us to be most like his son.
0: Tune in Monday through Friday mornings at 7 to get a gift from the ministry. Uh, Let's face it, he has his work cut out for him. Insight for Living, the November ministry of the month on WMCA. You need
2: to know when you need it. It's Kevin
1: McCullough Radio. Okay, for some of my friends uh, on the, uh, well, wherever you're at on the political spectrum, if you're a far lefty, you, you don't want Kevin McCarthy to be the Speaker of the House. Ed Atzinger, the owner of Salem uh, Media, or the chair and uh, of the board and, and former um, president uh, said has written an, an editorial in strong support of Kevin McCarthy's speakership. I know some of my Trump friends are like, no, he's just like Paul Ryan. I don't think he is. I will say, like I've said with even uh, past presidents, you know, when, when President Obama got elected, I didn't agree with him on anything that he said on the campaign trail. I, th- I felt almost every one of his policies were wrong. But I took a uh, leave of absence from criticizing th- the president until he had a track record in that new job to then be um, looked at and and measured by. And I'm, I'm willing to do the same thing with Republicans as well. And, and where they're going to get off the track, I will I will speak up. But I also want to speak up when they when they have the right ideas. And this was Kevin McCarthy, incoming Speaker of the House, with Maria Bartromo over on Fox Business yesterday.
3: Let me ask you about your decisions. Should you become the Speaker of the House in January? What are you going to do in terms of these Democrats that you have on such important committees? You've talked in the past about removing Elon uh, Omar, you've talked about removing Adam Schiff, about Eric Swalwell. Will you deliver?
9: Yes, I will. I'll keep that promise. And one thing I said from the very beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would we ever give him a security clearance in The Secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be on Intel. You have Adam Schiff, who had lied to the American public time and again. We will not allow him to be on the Intel Committee either. And you look Congresswoman Omar, her anti Semitic comments that have gone forward. We're not going to allow her to be on foreign affairs, but we're also going to stand up to what's happening, not just in the halls in Congress, but what's happening into our higher education institutions, the anti Semitism that's going on on these campuses and others. We will investigate that as well and stop this to make sure that America does have the freedom that we said we would keep and we will stand up to it as we move forward all
1: right right. so i think that that's a uh, a very positive sign that uh, the speaker of the house is serious it it's very unlike uh anything that pelosi did or paul ryan before her to come in and say you know what you're a bad apple you're off the committee uh but when nancy pelosi stacked the january 6th committee with uh phony republicans uh to try to get Trump impeached or thrown in jail or something. I don't know what she's trying to do. Uh, that she kind of set that precedent. So here's future Speaker McCarthy saying, yep, Elon Omar, no more. You're not on foreign affairs. Not if you're going to be a, a raging Jew hater like you are. Uh, and Swalwell, you're a joke. Your your girlfriend has been a, a Chinese spy uh, for the last however long. And you're on the intel committee. You're gone. Adam Schiff, you can't tell the truth to, to save your own life. You're gone. This is the kind of house cleaning that has to be done if we are going to get a government that is working for the people again. And it seems, at least in that one soundbite, and at least at this early stage of Kevin McCarthy's speakership, it seems he's interested in doing just that. So to my Trump friends, hold your breath a second. This guy might be okay. I I never got the idea that he was uh, Paul Ryan too. But let's see where it goes. We'll see you next time.